Hi and welcome to Square in the Circle, a podcast about how business owners in the creative industry balance the art and the business. Shelley Anderson Tahiri, welcome to Square in the Circle. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. It's great to have you. We've known each other for a couple of months now, haven't we? We have, yeah. Um, and yeah, we've been great. trying to, we've been trying, we had a really good chat offline. Um, yep. And uh, now we're going to take it online. So there we go. And you've recovered since our last chat. Just about. I did need to give it a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to start off with the process of um, being, a, being a voiceover artist because, um, yeah, for the people that don't really know too much, it's just it's just talking to a mic isn't it simple as that so if you if you if you want to dispel that myth be my <laughs> guest be my guest um and uh if you can talk us through your creative process um of being a voiceover artist please sure um yeah it's just talking in it well in a way yes but to be able to sound as natural as possible when you're given a script piece of copy and you're reading through it um, it takes a little bit more than just to make it sound authentic rather than just that you're reading off a page. So my process, if we go before I've even started reading anything, is um, warm-ups are so important and looking after your voice because it is, it is an instrument um, and as we use it, we want to use it as efficiently as an effective and as effectively as possible. So it's important to warm up my voice and not just the voice, it's all the mechanics around it. So you can hear me now sort of stumbling over things because maybe I need to loosen up my jaw a little bit or something like that. So it's really, really, it's, in, it's incredibly important to look after your voice, look after your instrument. That makes sense. So then when I get to a piece of copy that I've got to read, it's sitting down with it, thinking about um, the audience it's for, what is the purpose of it, um, what message is it trying to convey. So I spend quite a bit of time dissecting that and um, I have a little key that I use, lots of little squiggles and symbols that help me know where to place emphasis or where to have a little bit more drama or a little bit more of a sing-song effect or where I want to have a bit of upspeak and so it sounds like a question yeah um so those are really those sort of things are really important um and then the other bit are the lead-ins so okay. sometimes to be to help me out if I need to sound conversational and natural like I'm just having a chat with a friend I often have a few sentences that I might lead into the script with that so, you would uh, that you would then edit out obviously. yes okay and if but you to put get them... you in the, in the right rhythm the right vibe I suppose. absolutely okay. And if you put a reel together of those, they'd probably be quite hilarious. Because I'm often talking to my mate Laura. She gets she gets called upon quite a lot, so she's just imaginary in my room, yeah, in my studio. Fascinating. And I have a lot of 
let me tell you about this. Oh, did you know this? Oh, well, I never, I didn't realize that, did you? And I would just kind of have a little imaginary conversation to help lead into my actual delivery. Yeah. And and you have a mate that you call upon, like yeah, a, a yeah. leading mate. Yes, that's Laura. Yeah. Bless Laura, her. I did... Laura the leading mate. Yes, yeah. Laura leading. <laughs> I did tell her, I said, your ears must be burning a lot because your name came you get mentioned a lot <laughs> but I do also have photos of everyone around my studio so that I can kind of pretend that I'm trying to them <laughs> is is the um is that process of having a lead-in is that common is that is I'm it, sure is it, it is is that yeah. quite a common technique yeah. or did you yeah. did you no. think that it worked for you so you're just going to carry on or was it something that you got taught I think it's something that many many voiceovers do yeah, yeah. and it works it helps me out a lot yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, especially if you've got something a little bit tricky and, um, you know, voice in the world of voiceover, you often get scripts of things that you've maybe never encountered before in your everyday life. And, off, you know, I learn a lot through what I do. I'm fascinated by things and you might be might be doing an explainer for a product or a service or a concept and you're like, wow, I never knew that. So you learn a lot and you need to know what it's all about so you sound convincing in what you're doing you know so it, every day is a school day so how long have you actually been a voiceover artist professionally yeah just over two years okay so in that two years what's been what's been your biggest challenge running running obviously the sort of the creative side as you, you've just touched upon but also the business side what's been the biggest challenges in that oh, 24 months oh gosh Good question. Because obviously I sort of came into this world during um, the pandemic mm. era. Um, and for me, the biggest, biggest challenge was getting comfortable with being out there, being out. I, I came from a world where I worked in education and you kept all your cards very close to your chest and you kept your yourself very private with regards to social media and things like that. Mm. And I've gone into a world now where you need to be out there. You need to be making people aware of who you are, what you do and all that. So it's taken me a good while to feel comfortable with that. Um, I still have a way to go, I'm sure. Um, but to not feel that I shouldn't be on LinkedIn posting or shouldn't be on Instagram and, you know, I need to be and it's a fun place to be so why not I've met some amazing people through networking and through LinkedIn that I would never have met before unless I've put myself out there and introduced myself and the rest of it so mm. that has been the big one of the biggest things for me personally. Has there been any other things that you've had to so from the work in education to what you're doing now you mentioned that you had to be, you had to be very private, and you really had to a huge contrast now between what your former life was and and your current. Has there been any other any other thing that you can think of where you've had to sort of essentially park um, park that part of you in education and really go to the opposite extreme uh, for voiceover? Well, I'm not sure there's many other things in that respect that I've had to park because. I think my life experiences prior to coming into this of all, and I'm sure it's the same for many people. I think we need to embrace what we've been through before, what we've 
you know, career paths, challenges in our lives, you know, personal or whatever. I think we should embrace them and they make us who we are. So they can all be utilized in what I do, what I do now. So in some, in some respects, you know, I've not parked ev ev everything, if that makes sense. Mm. Well, well, let's, let's ask the, the opposite side then. So, because I totally agree, whatever comes before your profession at that time, you take life lessons and take wisdom, you take experiences, all goes into the sort of the, the I hate saying melting pot, but I'm going to say the melting pot. And then, and then you, you sort of take that forward to whatever you're doing um, sort of presently. So what are the things that you took from your time in education that actively has helped the last two years? Oh, gosh. Um delivering a message mm -hmm. in a variety of fun and engaging ways, you know, to keep you were the a class. Teacher, you? I was, yeah. yeah. And a primary school teacher. So you've got to, you know, you've got to utilize your voice in a variety of different ways. Kind of get your get your audience's attention, whether it be a group of children or whether it be a group of CEOs, you know, just it's how you how you use your voice to convey a message in whatever way that message needs to be delivered and what that message is. But I'm also thinking there was something else that popped into my head then about things that, you know, you may have part, things that have sort of changed is with voiceovers, you're quite solitary. You know, you're in your studio on your own. You might be on a directed session if you're, if you've got a home studio and you might connect to um, the client via, you know, video or whatever um but generally you're on your own but if you need help there's a brilliant community out there that you can reach reach mm. reach out to so which I've been so fortunate that I've met some incredible people and I know if I need a bit of help or advice on something even though I'm just on my little on, on my own in my little room um I know I can go out and help some advice and help from people and also you need to have that community to you know for your own well-being and you know in school in in a great big primary school that I worked in you know I had a very very blessed with amazing colleagues who we were very very supportive of each other and it was a lovely environment to be in and then you go from seeing lots of people every day to maybe not seeing as many people every day you know you've got to then be prepared and be comfortable to put yourself out there to meet people who you build your, you know, building your community. So obviously the creative collective is fantastic for that. Yeah, well, There's a little plug. <laughs> yeah, there is. A, that was a little plug. And I didn't even ask for that. I didn't even, <laughs> just before coming on, I didn't say, oh, if you could just, you know, pop <laughs> that'd be amazing. But um, no, I mean, we, we, we constantly talk in this pod and we constantly talk about not just the creative collective, but the, the power of networking, the power of... But it's, it's a hundred, it is a 100% collective. It really, really is. And, you know, you've got to feel comfortable to be able to kind of approach people. Don't feel that you can't because I know from VoiceOverland, everyone is so incredibly supportive and encouraging. And, you know, if you there's jobs going you think well do you know what that's not my skill set but I know somebody who, it, who it'd be perfect for and you're always sort of encouraging people in that way it can often be feast or famine you know you can go through periods where you don't book any jobs and then you're sort of like oh what, what am I doing wrong 
um, what's happening and you sort of question, you may question yourself. So, and it's not, it's not you, it's just the, the moment in the moment in time. So to have a community that you can go to and sort of keep yourself motivated and get a bit of extra coaching or whatever, you know, just to, just to help you not feel so dejected is, is incredibly important because it will turn around again. Have you got better at that? Because, yeah. because yeah. I think that that's a challenge, not just in voiceover, but every, any industry, if you're, if you're freelance, if you're self-employed, how mentally do you deal with the ups and the downs? Yeah. Um, and if you can improve that process, you essentially improve your business because it, you, you build up that resilience. But have you found any techniques to sort of deal with that? I think it's embracing that as an opportunity to kind of do a bit, have a bit more time to do some extra learning, some coaching, to try out things that you might not have tried before because you might have got into your own comfort zone, to be a bit more experimental. Just embrace that time as being an opportunity to do something else or to push yourself out of your comfort zone a bit. Yeah, I always find that's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> because... In, in my head, I'm thinking, well, well, I could try and, you know, upskill myself. But because I be, I think you get into that mode of short-term thinking. Now, long-term thinking, if you're upskilling yourself in these times, that's great long-term. But short-term, you know, you need to pay the bills. You need to... Yeah. And it's really difficult because you think, well, I could do a bit of training or I could do a bit of marketing or I could spend a bit of time, you know, direct messaging or something that for the business could be more productive but yeah. creatively not so much no um, I think you're right there it's about looking long term so you know yes you're right there in the moment and maybe thinking about I've got I've got a mortgage to pay and you know life and bills and the rest of it but yeah I I, I see it as sort of an opportunity yes you can do all those marketing things that you want to do before but maybe didn't have time or you just put to one side or just a, an opportunity to maybe within yourself just be a little bit more experimental with what what you do with regards to your with your role whether it be voiceover or photography or whatever there might be some sort of thing that you've not want you've not pursued but you've always sort of thought I'd like to give that a go um like say for me maybe it'd be like let's let's look into voicing anime or something which you know I wouldn't say for me is a particular strength but you know, you think maybe down the line it might be something you'd be interested in. Mm -hmm. So you could use it as an opportunity to look into other other avenues. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about um, your your brand, your brand, your what I, what I would term your brand voice. Excuse okay. me. Um, because you've really lent into the sort of the conversational natural style that's how i see it you know the well you say conversational the conversational the natural style and you really haven't shied away from your northern accent either no you've absolutely that's part of the brand at the very start was that the plan or has that changed it wasn't the plan i mean yes i'm from yorkshire i'm gonna have i have a yorkshire accent even though i've lived in london for 20 or yeah 26 years or something um i've still managed to hang on to my Yorkshire accent and um, <laughs> I just think it is hilarious because I used to be very, very broad when I was growing up and living away and the rest of it, it maybe softens a bit, but any opportunity to unleash it and 
bring it out a bit more and I'm right there. So it wasn't necessarily something that I definitely, I had that strong intention at the beginning, but I thought actually you're more comfortable. And when I, when I'm delivering anything, if I just relax into it, it's, it, it comes much more with ease. Do you, um, sort of relating to my own experience on the videography and photography side so it sort of comes from that but do you can you switch off listening to voiceovers so you know if you're if you're you know watching documentary potentially a film any any anywhere where the, or adverts wherever there's voiceovers do you can you switch off or are you constantly analyzing no you're absolutely right and I think I've always been like that I think I, I don't think it's something that's come now in the past couple of years of doing this as, as my job. I think I've just always been that. And there's such, there's such gain in listening to um, voiceovers wherever, you know, you might be in the supermarket and you hear something on a tannoy and, you know, I'm sure years ago on my first ever Saturday job in Primark and they used to ask you, to, oh, somebody go on the tannoy and say, um, please go to the checkouts. The store will be closing in five minutes. Um, and no one else is like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I'll do it. No worries. <laughs> so, you know, even at 16 years old. Yeah. 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 Any opportunity to give me a microphone and I'll be away. Um, but there is such value in listening to the announcements all around you because there are so you know there's so there's so many and then you do start to pick up on oh I've heard that voice on that and that voice is being used for this and my husband does it too now so we're all at it it's permeated the house yes yeah. yes yeah and my dad he's the same have you noticed this voice on such and such yeah <laughs> yeah so it, everyone's at it <laughs> but do you ever get burnout is the wrong word but do you ever get the feeling that oh, i just wish i could sort of stop listening and sort of because i suppose because what you do there's voiceover everywhere so if you really were listening you could be listening 24 7 but there's got to be that cutoff where you um where you can just relax rather than thinking about work or thinking about voiceover surely that's that's a really great question i think with the listening bit i don't have issues with that because I you know I just might just go I've in my head I'll just park it yes you're listening to it but I can just park it okay. but I think what is also very important to note as a voiceover is if you are not in the zone to do a recording that is important to note as well because you, you'll have a booking and you'll know that I've got a booking on this day so I maybe need to save my energy and my voice for that because you don't want to go into something feeling oh, I'm a bit shattered and you can't give it your best because it does take effort. It does take energy. And yes, it might not be like an elite elite athlete by any stretch, but it is physical and it is demanding and you are wanting to make sure that you do the very best for your client. Um, so it's important to, it is important to rest and it is important to switch off. And if you, you know, you could be auditioning and auditioning and auditioning, but if you're just not in, not feeling it, there's no point because you're just not going to deliver the best you can. So it is, yes, downtime is important. So let, so I'm going to chuck a scenario at you then. Go on. Um, you're not in the zone. You're not feeling it. 
Yeah. So there's a de- there's a deadline looming. Mm-hmm. So you've got to you've got to do it. Mm-hmm. Are there are there techniques that can get you in that zone, or have you that... found things that can sort of get to that can get you to a level where you can deliver? Aha. Uh-huh. So like any field, you've got deadlines, you know, in photography, in videography, whatever, everyone's got deadlines to meet, you know, whether it be writing an assignment for, you know, a degree or whatever, you know, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. And we've all got to find those things that work for us to get us back in that zone and back into that flow. So for me, it's always exercise. Number one, outside exercise, walk, jog, run, whatever. It's It's got to be it, it's got to be some sort of physical exercise for me so that maybe I can switch off like no no headphones or whatever or you know sometimes I mean I do love music so it's very odd that I don't have headphones on or not listening to something but I think that for me is the important thing is to be 10 20 minutes whatever to go outside run walk whatever that will get me back on track and if, you didn't think, have that, just, and if you didn't have that, what would you do? <laughs> I do like sitting upside down quite a bit. I think it's about the blood flow. Yeah, that sometimes helps. It's, yeah. Is that a joke, sitting upside down? I'm sure there's some... Well, don't quote me on that. Oh, but, I see. You don't yeah. do it. I do like sitting, you know, sort of legs against the wall. Oh, I see. Okay. I yeah. You haven't got like a special sort of creative <laughs> chair. Like a bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to bat mode. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you could say because you because your because your brand is Shelly at the mic. You could say Shelly back the mic. Good one. I see what yes. you did there. <laughs> that's why they pay me the big bucks. Don't worry about yeah. that. Um, no, that's fascinating. So yeah, physical exercise, great. Mm. So just before we go on to the the final three, I'm gonna chuck another curveball at you, Shelly. I'm afraid. Go on. Because <laughs> good, I'm good at catching, Ben. Good at catching. <laughs> Because you you came from being a teacher to to your voiceover, but you also you're also a celebrant, and you and and you do funerals. I do, yeah. Um, which uh, and I know we spoke about that. You you love that. That's a, that's very much a passion. Um, yeah, it's very humbling. It's amazing. Very, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but so the question is that what have you learned like doing these funerals and you know speaking to people, learning about people's lives? What's that taught you about your own life? Oh, make the most of it. Um, embrace every experience, the good and the bad. And just, I think, what's it taught me? I don't necessarily know whether it's taught me about my own life, but just that love of people and connecting with people. I'm with, with regards to being a funeral celebrant, I'm in people's lives for a very short period of time and in a very often a very difficult period of time. So it's very intense, very quick. And then I'm gone. And that's how it should be because they don't need me hanging around. Um, but it's just to connect with people is incredible. And that also with voiceovers, you're delivering a message, but there may be a connection somewhere along the line for someone. So that's yeah I don't know whether that answers your question but it's made me think actually when you think oh you're a funeral celebrant and you do voiceovers well where on earth does that come from but actually it can be often quite intertwined in some in some ways maybe like so many things in life I think that they may be 
you know quite separate but there's always overlaps isn't there mm-hmm. and and that and actually that goes back to the what we were saying at the very top of the conversation that whatever has come before always informs the present and the future doesn't it yeah um, and you always take those learnings yeah and it's yeah it's I didn't think this is the path necessarily that I would eventually take but I think I've maybe learned the ability to have a go you know take the leap see where it goes and that per- that's a perfect segue to the to the final three questions what does success look like in your business oh for me it's a full cup and a smile and the freedom to be me is i think well it might not necessarily bringing bringing the pounds or whatever but to me it's the freedom to be me and feeling full fulfilled and with that as long as your client is happy you know you might have someone who didn't even think oh oh I could use a voiceover for that you know to help a client um enhance their work well, they might not have thought to use a voiceover for something before. That brings great joy. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I love that because, and so many, I've, I've asked that question obviously quite a few times on the podcast. Firstly, no one gives the same answer, but so many people come back to, um, I, I'm just trying to think, I don't think I've ever heard um, it's 100K, it's 200K, it's 300K. It's about, you know, purpose, fulfillment, and all, all the things that you, you, you've just said, you know, having mm. that getting up and doing something that you a lot of the time you love basically yeah that's success isn't it definitely brilliant all right the second question is what book or resource has had the biggest impact on you and why oh there's a lot of reading i think i'd like to do but Mm -hmm. i think for me it's the power of a podcast definitely there are so many great podcasts out there that i think have been really really helpful and that's a bit of a lame answer using really really all the time isn't it but I just think there's immense power in a podcast and you finding ones that suit you and what your mood is and um they can the ones I listen to can be varied from comedy to things about self-help or can be about there's plenty out there about voiceovers and the voiceover business so I could be listening to a lot of different, lot of different things. Um, and then because I'm quite a fidget, um, I do find it quite hard to sit still. And my husband said, you like those penguins that just dash about all the time, <laughs> um, which is he's spot on. It's true. I love a guided meditation and I do find it a really important part of my day to just kind of sit still for 10 minutes and just be. Yeah. That's incredibly helpful for me. Yeah, absolutely. It probably Amazing. is for him because I've not running up and down the stairs or whatever. <laughs> yeah, a bit of time off for a minute. <laughs> Great. So just before we go on to the third and final question, do you want to um uh do you want to give people maybe a website, um, anywhere on social media that people can follow you? Yeah, I am on um instagram shelly at the mic and my website is shelly at the mic.com 
and obviously Shelley Anderson Tahiri on LinkedIn. Amazing. All right. And I'll also add those to the show notes too. And feel free to listen to the Dad Bod of Destiny. It's podcast, audio, comedy, drama thing that I'm in, which comes out on a weekly basis from September 15th. Uh -huh. Available well, on all those platforms that you get podcasts from. So the last question is, what one piece of advice would you give a person starting in voiceover tomorrow? Um, good question. Do it. <laughs> that would maybe be it. No, I'd say some some people might say to you, oh, I've been told I've got a great voice for voiceovers. Or like I said before, people might turn around and say, oh, I'm really interested in voiceovers, but I don't think I've got the right voice for it. Um, don't ever let that put you off. Just either way, get some coaching. Learn how to use your voice for voiceovers. Um, and like we've said before, listen. Listen to things that are spoken around you. So adverts, announcements, they're everywhere and anywhere. So you'll pick up on things that you wouldn't necessarily pick up on otherwise. And my last bit of advice on that is go at your own pace. Like many fields, we want to, you know, you might feel inclined to kind of go, oh, they've just got themselves a TV commercial and they've just done X amount of explainer videos and an e-learning module and blah, 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 blah. Just great. Encourage each other, but go, don't compare yourself. Just go at your own pace. I love that. But that's really difficult to do, isn't it? Yeah. Not yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah. 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 Just being really being really mindful and aware that you know as long as you're moving forward you're moving forward it doesn't matter how how quickly or slowly um and that's one of the the negative parts of social media isn't it the fact that potentially you're you're seeing people getting these amazing jobs and, and as much as you think oh well i'm pleased for them there's a part thing i'd love that to be me yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. can't take you off course but, can it? no no and with social media yes you want to put out the positives you don't really want to put out the negatives but people do, everyone has bad days and periods of time where things are a bit quieter but we like to share and celebrate when things are going well um so yeah don't don't let social media consume you too much yeah well i asked way. for one piece of advice and you give them four or five so that's perfect well that's... typical shelly she rattles on no, no that's not at all not at all <laughs> Um, Shelley Anderson Tahiri, thank you so much for joining me on uh, on this episode. I've had a great time. Thanks um, for inviting me, Ben. No, absolute pleasure. I've had a ball. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you've hated it, keep quiet. But if you've loved it, you can support the show by sharing it with anyone who may love it too. Have a nice one, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Squaring the Circle.